Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single, can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Hello and welcome to episode two of season four, Pregnancy. I hope you all had a wonderful week. Big thank you to my latest patron, Lee A. And thank you also to Shay K for raising their pledge. And another big thank you to all the women who wrote to me after last week's episode to let me know that they too had positive Pitocin experiences. Wow, okay, this is really good to know. There are a lot of nightmare stories out there about Pitocin, but it's really great to know that Pitocin is effective and it's probably more effective than not, or they wouldn't be using it probably, right? Now, last week when I left you, I had an ultrasound lined up for Friday. By Wednesday, I was starting to get nervous. I do a good job of keeping the nervousness at bay, but but the fear that we won't see a healthy, happy baby in there does float in and out of my thoughts from time to time as the ultrasounds get nearer. So anyway, I got to my OB's office, which is unfortunately in a crowded hospital. I was double-masked and soaked in sanitizer. I get to the office, I'm escorted to the exam room, and I say, no gown? And the nurse says, oh no, honey, we're just taking blood today. What? No ultrasound? Yeah, I was mistaken. Today's appointment is just a little check-in with the doc and a blood draw. My next ultrasound isn't until my 20-week scan on October 29th. I wouldn't have any reassurance for a whole month. But then my doctor said that she could do the Doppler on my belly, and this time I was all for it. I wanted to hear that heartbeat and know my baby was okay. Sorry it's so hard to hear us talking above my baby's incredible heartbeat. But anyway, the doctor said that the heartbeat is perfect and that those staticky noises you hear every now and again are the sound of the baby kicking. And now, it's time to hear about my baby and my body. Ingrid! <gasps> Molly is 16 weeks and two days pregnant. <laughs> so, at week 16, week 16... Baby is as big as an avocado. Okay, so a little bit bigger than a navel. That was a navel orange last year, right? I feel week, like right? navel oranges are bigger. That's what I thought in my head, but avocados have a little longer, <laughs> different and shape. And this says four point measure four point six inches and weighs three point five ounces. Very very light, but big. Light but big. <laughs> That's your baby. Okay. Baby may even be kicking this week. Have you felt anything? Oh, but you may not be able to feel it just yet. You better yell at me when you feel the baby kick. I will. I want to know. I will. Baby's starting to be able to hear your voice and they'll recognize it at birth. Shut up. So feel free to <laughs> chat baby up any chance you get. Baby's eyes and ears are now in their final position. Baby's developing backbone and neck muscles mean he or she can hold their head up just a little more erect. Mm. Baby's heart is already working hard, pumping 25 quarts of blood a day. How big? How much is that? That just sounds like a lot. Okay, what about your body? Oh, tell me about my body. Your body's now producing more melanin. This I have heard about with pregnant women. <laughs> the pigment that gives your skin hair and color. But that can also create dark patches called cloasma okay yeah that can pop up on the cheeks forehead and neck these typically lighten or disappear after birth sun exposure can make it worse 
So use sunscreen. Oh, but speaking of sunscreen, yeah. I went to the dermatologist this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you know why? Because I I, I haven't really, I think I mentioned it maybe once on the podcast, but uh, my feet are all screwed up. I've got these big lumps around my, on my shins and my ankles and on top of my feet. Not a ton of them, maybe five to eight. And um, they're hard and they get red and they're sensitive when you press on them and they cause my feet to swell a little bit and and feel very achy and i i i told dr chung about it then i told my ob about it i told my acupuncturist and i went to a gp and nobody had any answers so finally went to a dermatologist and her theory is that it's erythema nodosum and i should have looked up what that is <laughs> I'll cut that in later. Erythema nodosum, a painful disorder characterized by tender bumps or nodules under the skin. Erythema nodosum is an inflammatory disorder. Symptoms include flat, firm, hot, red, and painful lumps that usually appear on the shins. Later, they may fade and look more like a bruise and then resolve on their own. That's exactly what happens with mine. Mine aren't flat. They're more like pea-sized, round. But they do. They start out as a lump, then they get red, and the, the redness spreads, and then it turns into a bruise. My doctor prescribed a steroid cream and compression socks. So it's super hot out, and I'm wearing these knee-high compression socks that are super sexy. Anyway, I think it's working. Oh, and when I look up erythema nodosum and pregnancy on Google, it says about 5% of pregnant women develop erythema nodosum. Oh, and it says the cause may be increased estrogen levels during pregnancy. And that's interesting because when I was pregnant in February this year, I also had a problem with my ankle. There were lumps there, but I thought it was an ankle issue, so I went to an orthopedist. Also, when I did IVF and did my egg retrieval back in uh, fall of 2019, I also had swollen ankles and feet. So it's cool to know. And the other thing that I think is a skin topic is my... Little heat rash on my tummy I had the other yes, night, right? Yes, yes. It was red. It was red. It was like a, a noticeable area. Patch. Yes. And if I pressed on it, it left white fingerprints. Yes. And it was hot out. Oh, so hot. And um, <laughs> also my boobs were also like that, but I didn't show you my boobs. I did not see. And um, <laughs> an itchy. Oh, itchy nips. <laughs> um, okay, this I'm curious about. Oh, yeah. Um, up to 75% of moms, mom-to-be, moms-to-be, mom-to-be, mom get that dark vertical line, which I've seen, didn't know what it was called, called Linnea Nigra? Sure. Nigra? Niagara. Linea Nigra? Um, L-I-N-E-A space N-I-G-R-A. On the belly, a result of the same pregnancy hormone that causes the darkening of your nipples. So, I've seen that line before. I never knew what it was. I don't know if I have one. Let's look. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I don't. No, maybe you I absolutely don't. do not. Nope. Okay, fine. It's as uniform in color as your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so. I guess it starts coming now, but it probably does doesn't just appear all at once at week sixteen. Do you only have that while you're pregnant, or does yeah, that and line then it goes away. and then it goes away? Yeah, amazing. Now, besides your superpowers of smell, very true, she does have that, your nasal mucous membranes are also okay, I affected. I smelled her perfume the other day. Oh, I felt really bad because, well, I was like, Ingrid, can you check your perfume to make sure it doesn't have phthalates in it? It, um, you know, the only ingredients were listed were alcohol and fragrance, so most certainly it probably did. So now Ingrid can't wear her fancy perfume. But I don't need to. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I just tried to <laughs> brighten my mood one day. <laughs> it's fine. It was very heavy. But also throughout the day, you're always like, Ingrid, do you smell this? And I never can. And I feel like I have a really good sensitive usually, sense of smell. It's usually my bad body odor or the garbage. It is, but I haven't smelled it. Ugh. Okay. And your nasal mucous membranes are also affected by the increased blood flow, so your nose might get stuffed. Mine is currently. Mine too. Or you're more prone to nosebleeds. I am. But oh, you yeah. haven't had one. Oh, I have. Oh, I have not seen that. But more last week than this week. 
<laughs> but I'm I've been sneezing a lot and uh, my nose is stuffed. But yours is too, so it might just yeah. be the smoke that's in the air because the smoke is back. Oh baby. my god! It's not the smoke actually. It's just the air quality is really yeah, bad. Yeah, I am. I feel like yeah, so stuffed up. Okay, okay. Back aches? No. Bigger boobs. Your breasts have probably no. gone up se- several cup sizes. That's by a now. lot. And sh- I know several is a lot. Like how? M- okay, and should be completely prepped. Whoa, for breastfeeding by the end of the second trimester. Well, I'm disappointed <laughs> because the only thing that's growing, honestly, still is my damn nipples. They've gone up. They've gone up about twelve cup sizes and just straight outwards. Uh, uh, God. You're gonna have to show me so I can confirm this to the oh, listeners. No, I'm kidding. No. Okay, so bigger boobs, and then constipation is an unfortunate result of your uterus starting to press on your intestines. Mm, I don't think it's happened for me yet, but I eat a lot of fiber. You do. You do. Okay. (laughs) And a lot, yeah, a lot of fiber. Forgetfulness, a.k.a. hashtag pregnancy brain. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm always forgetful and always have pregnancy brain. (laughs) I feel like I currently have it. Absolutely. Dry Itchy, sensitive eyes. Very much so right now, but you too? I t- me too. Yes, I too. It's the smoky air. Well, thank you so much, Ingrid. Oh, thank you. I am learning so much. <laughs> I appreciate so it. Have a nice day on the other side of the house. <sighs> thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to um, Zoom job. Bye. Bye. And now it's time for our interview. Ladies and gents, it's my pleasure to introduce my friend, actor, writer, director, and mom, Anne Gregory. Anne, thank you so much for joining me again. It's good to see you. Last time I just saw you on FaceTime, so it's good to see you. Listeners, Mm -hmm. I have already done an interview with Anne, and um, the sound quality, I think it was on my end. But anyway, (laughs) it was really, really poor. It might have been my end. And so unfortunate because it was a great interview. And luckily, I don't remember any of it. So. I don't either. There's just too much information every single it's day so right much. now. Yes, it's true. It's too much. It's true. And then I also hear stories a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't know who's or who's. Okay. So whew. I think we talked about my uterus a bunch. But yes. that's all and I remember. And, and I want to hear it all again. Great. Mm-hmm. I want to hear it all again. But Anne and I, well, we used to be on an improvised musical. A rock opera. Team together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything was sung. And I just had a great idea. No. no I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink my LaCroix. It would uh, be really, really bad. It would be so bad. No one wants to hear that. But come on, give us a sample. No. Oh, my God. No. A scene would go like this. Okay, sure. I'll do it. <laughs> we would get a suggestion of like, let's say, what was it? Uh, we would get the title of a, a musical? I think so. So like um, Rain in the Summer. Mm, mm-hmm. And then the music would start. Eric would start playing on the piano. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then Greg and Jenkins would be sometimes on the guitar. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Electric yeah. guitar. And we'd have like a band Because it was a rock opera. Mm-hmm. And then we would do an opening. And everything and would be sung. And it would just be like, and it's you- raining, it's raining. Oh and- my gosh. Like, <laughs> And wait, hold on. Anne would always be the first one out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining, it's raining. The drops are falling everywhere. It's, it's raining, raining, it's raining. raining. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear that. But I, think no, I, but I wish it was raining. But yeah. then we would be doing the It's Raining, the, that part. And then we would be backup dancers and we'd sure. come out and support. Yeah, and then, so oh, much support. Oh, and then mm. there'd be harmonies, really not great harmonies. Not great, but committed. <laughs> but, you know, commitment is mm-hmm. all it takes to be sure. funny. You yeah, know? that's right. It doesn't, if you... If A lot you, of committed dancing, try to synchronize that, which is just funny. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, to some, some people it's horrific. Yeah, but it was funny to us. And then I would always get left out on stage alone. Yeah, you would start singing, <laughs> and then everyone about, would leave. like, and they'd be like really sad songs. <laughs> they would always be about like your husband leaving you, or like having I don't know, just like well, or like I'm a kid and nobody ho- nobody, nobody's home and loves, nobody, nobody ever loves wanted me. to play with you. Nobody wanted to go to the dances with you. Like nobody wanted to be with you. And I'd sing. I'd sing a sad song. And I, we just found it funny, so we would just let you sing for like 25 minutes. 
<laughs> they hated it because I cannot rhyme on the spot. But oh, it doesn't matter in doesn't a rock matter. opera because <laughs> who knows? It's I don't know. I've never opera. seen one. You haven't? <laughs> I, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, then I went on to tell Anne all about my erythema nadasum and to show off my compression socks. And she told me this. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't have that, but I had like legs that were like twice the size of the rest of my body by the end of the pregnancy. Uh, what is that uh, from? I forgot. Well, we don't know. Oh my God. I should know. It's been... I so I, well, I think it ha- I have a, I, mean, it I have a kid who's six and a kid who's four, and so that is why we're here that, today. That's not <laughs> that long ago, but I don't remember the technical name of like anything that happened to me. <laughs> but I just well, remember okay. that like um, when I was like losing water after giving birth to C sections, um, was don't that, give it all away. Oh shit! Well, spo- <laughs> spoiler. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. Let's just go back to singing. It's raining. It's, it's raining. raining. The, the drops are on my face and breasts. Everyone's like, you guys only said. It's raining. And that's pretty much what we did. That's how our shows went. Yeah. Um, but the, when the water went down, this, I had like these just gigantic legs. It's like when, you know, you, you match like a, an elephant head to like an iguana's body, like that playground game where like you yes. just, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It was like that with my legs, which just like elephant legs. Oh my but gosh. When I, when I lost the water, you'd think that they'd go in from the sides, but they just, the water kind of like left so that from my- the top? So my, my thighs were, my thighs were th- like way thinner than my calves. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it just slowly went. And like at one point, half of my calves were like Stop. gigantically fat and half of them were like. How long was it like this? Just probably like five days. Nothing oh crazy. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. That might've been also all of the fluids they were pumping into me right. from my extended hospital. Spoiler. Stay. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> Pregnancy is fun. I know. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. Like I said, I know. Uh, okay. I know one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you initially was because I loved your first period story. And so I need you to tell that story real quick. Okay. Or not so quick. I've got as a, long yeah. as you want. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I was 11, mm. a girl. A mere. You last. saw the picture of me that my sister sent me. She was like, this Would is you the fucking day- stop hitting your ring on the oh table. Oh my God. I just want to like. <laughs> Like let everyone know that I'm married, just in case you're not sure. I'm gonna do that. It's a clank. So, I was 11. I looked like I was probably 42, though. You've seen the picture. Like I, I look older than I am currently. So, anyways, I um was 11. We were at the Chinese village Epcot on vacation with my family, and it had like one land that's like technology, like the land of the future, like Tomorrowland. Mm. They did a movie yeah, that then there's like these little villages of the world. And I actually I like loved it. It was fun. We got dinners and we usually like it was lunch. Um, we usually split dishes like you do at a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to eat all the Kung Pao chicken by myself. <laughs> I was like a very hungry child and I got a huge stomachache and I'm like, oh, I had to go to the bathroom oh. and in the bathroom just like it's blood, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, motherfucker. I knew because I had two older sisters that I had my period. Yes. And I was so like, you weren't scared. You knew I wasn't you knew scared, what it was. but I was fucking angry because I was not ready to be a woman yet yes. at all. Like I wanted to be a kid. Yeah. And then the other thing is I knew I was going to be short. Because I was already short and I know you don't like grow a lot after having your period. So I'm I guess I wonder if that's real uh, a real thing. I'm going to look that up. I mean, it probably I is. I think it is. Girls typically have a growth spurt in the one to two years before menstruation starts. For most girls, puberty occurs between 8 and 13 years old, and the growth spurt occurs between 10 and 14 years old. They grow just one to two additional inches in the year or two after getting their first period. This is when they reach their adult height. At any rate, so I go to my mom. My mom's like old hat at girls having periods. I'm the third one, whatever. So she hands me a tampon. Mm. Okay, you guys, I'm 11. (laughs) I'm at Epcot. Just to paint the picture, I am wearing um, a Hard Rock Cafe Chicago shirt. I'm from Milwaukee, and I have a Chicago shirt. Like, it's something special. And then I have umbros that are teal and purple. So I'm, I'm wearing this. Um, there's blood on my umbros. My, my mom gives me a tampon. I go back into the bathroom alone. My mom doesn't even bother with her 11-year-old daughter to, like, comfort me, show me how to put in a tampon. By the way, nobody tells you 
to use a tampon in your first period. Like, no one. This is not a I thing. got a tampon immediately and put yeah. it up there because I was so excited. Well, that's that's. <laughs> but exciting. I was almost 16. You were almost 16. I was 11. Yeah. I didn't know where my vagina was, and I stuck it up my butt. <laughs> I stuck it... <laughs> But it wouldn't go all the way up my butt because I was clenching because it was terrifying. Well, I don't think it would go up regardless. It's dry. I have a very wet butt. <laughs> no, but so I go out with like this half stuck in supersized. It was also like a supersized tampon because my mom had only like the, the green. Remember the green super tampons? So it's like sticking out of my butt like a tail. I'm bleeding all over my umbros. And my mom is like finally like, OK, I'll spend the money on the pad. Like she's doing me some like gigantic service. Like a quarter from like the a machine? quarter. Yeah. So oh I, I, put, I had a pad. Wait, so did you, did you know yeah. it was in your butt? No, I thought that I thought that my my hole was just too small. I was just like, "Mom, mom, your big your big tampon doesn't stick up stick in my vagina." Oh my. <laughs> like I didn't know where my vagina. I hadn't masturbated at yeah. this. I didn't know. So I I was like really Catholic. I had no idea. I knew what it was, but I didn't explore that area, no. you know? And I I just clanked my <laughs> ring again you did yeah um yeah so I put the tampon in but I have blood all over my umbros so I asked my mom I'm like mom can I get new shorts and she's like not for Disney prices so like I have to go around all day at Epcot I'm so angry and this picture that I showed like I showed you like I'm so fucking pissed to be a woman I have another really horrific uterus story oh I mean I'm down I okay, love it. Really? I love it. Okay. This might explain this this all kind of explains though why I like didn't have sex till I was twenty four. All of this. <laughs> That's like, right. All of this is like I just like hated that area yes. afterwards. Like oh. I, I oh and I joined cross country and because my grandma had said people who run too much don't get their period. Right. So then I became like a state champ. Like just because oh I was like running away from womanhood so hard, um, but and you didn't get your period. It didn't. I like I got it like once a year, every year wow. of high school. Yeah, and then I got to college, and I was like one month into college. I'm doing a musical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get I I get I like it's uh, dress rehearsal, and I'm getting these stomach cramps, and uh, they get more and more painful. And I go back to my dorm room, and my roommate Elise Nakajima, she's like. My high school friend oh. had um, the appendix, the appendix out, mm-hmm. the, the appendix burst. They Hers? went to uh, her friend from high school oh, okay. and they went so late that they said, if you hadn't got there, like, <sighs> if you had gotten there 10 minutes later, you would have died or wow. something like that. So my, like at least Nakajima's like, we're going to the hospital right now. We're still friends. She's awesome. But oh. she was like really nervous about it. <sighs> so we went to the medical center and it's a full moon. So it's like crazy. It's crazy busy. They see me and they're like, yeah, this does seem like appendicitis. But with appendicitis, the pain gets increasingly worse. So we're not going to take your appendix out unless the pain gets worse. And, and they're also, only telling you this from like palpating it, right? They're not like they're taking just, an x-ray? They're not. Yeah. They're, okay. they're just doing that at that stage. And they were like, also, we want to maybe do like an um, to do a pelvic exam to see if it's anything there. Uh-huh. Okay. So they give me the pelvic exam, but I'm a virgin. <laughs> Had you been to the gyno before? No. Oh. They break my hymen. Oh. What does that even mean? Is that a real thing? It, for me, it was. My mom was like, <laughs> you'd be a great princess because they want, they checked the sheets for blood. Um, so like, like, I just had like, it was fucking the parting of the seas. Like it was just so much fucking blood wow. everywhere. So much so that they couldn't give me a pap and couldn't check my uterus. And we're still worried about it. This is crazy. I really need to look up hymen stuff now. What the hell is a hymen, y'all? In my mind, the hymen is like a seal. Like you open up your yogurt and you peel off the thin plastic sheath. <laughs> but I don't think that's correct. The hymen is a thin, fleshy tissue that's located at the opening of your vagina. There's a lot of confusion about hymens out there. Many people think the hymen totally covers the opening of your vagina. That's me. Until it's stretched open. But that's not usually the case. Most of the time, hymens naturally have a a hole big enough for period blood to come out and for you to use tampons comfortably. So, okay. Some people are born with so little hymenal tissue that it seems like they don't have one at all. In rare cases, people have hymens that cover the entire vaginal opening or the hole in their hymen is very small and they need to see a doctor for a minor procedure to remove the extra tissue. Just like other parts of the body, hymens are a little different for everyone. 
So in my mind, it's just another layer of tissue. It's just more internal, so you can't really see it. And it's got a hole in it, and that thing just stretches over time. All right. I don't know. I still don't get it. So anyways, they have to wait until I heal in that area to check. Oh. And they're pretty sure it's not appendicitis, but I still have pain, so they want to make sure. Yeah. But it's a busy day at the hospital, so they're like running out each time I see a new doctor. Like oh I've never seen God. the same doctor. I'm trying to get some rest because I have my opening night of my musical oh the my next God. day. And um, I hear the door open and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have another person in my room. Like they had that, you know, the, oh, yeah. the curtain in between us. And then I hear the door close, but there's like a gurney there. So I'm like, I check, you know, because I'm not like dying here. And so I check over and <laughs> it's a dead body. <gasps> so I <the guy laughs> comes in. I swear he's like. He, he has a Coke now in his hand. and Ooh, he, the dead body? No, no, no. This nurse. This nurse was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was taking this down to the morgue. I just, I'm so tired and I needed, like, or the attendant or whatever. I don't know. They needed a Coke because oh it was a, such a crazy evening. Oh, my God. Time goes by. Oh. They try to give me another pap smear, but now, like, I'm, like, scabbing. Like, there's there was so much blood that it's, like, scar tissue. So they're like, we're going to have to do an il- internal ultrasound transvaginal the transvaginal thing with the like they just put like a condom on the wand yes so they take me into another room a doctor comes in and she's like is it okay if some of my med students (gasps) observe this this is a teaching hospital for my university 18 i am 18 yes god and (laughs) you don't know what to say i've been up all night i'm so tired and and then they're like uh so i said yes and she starts, you know, it's like kind of like masturbating you. They're sticking this like <laughs> wand into you and they're all looking at like the, like the screen and they're like, oh, wow, we've only looked at cadavers and older people. And look at this young uterus. It's just such a young oh, uterus. And they're all looking at me God. and then they get turns like <gasps> trying it because they haven't gotten to do this. Stop. So I get like eight different students like just basically masturbating me men and women men and women unbelievable at the oh my god at the end of the night they're just (laughs) so like this is like the morning now they say okay after all of this we've diagnosed you it's middle schmertz middle schmertz have you it just means i have a problem ovulating sometimes it's painful that's all it was after all of that i just have middle middle because it's in the middle of your cycle yes it's ovulation pain oh that's like the german word for pain when i'm like yeah i think i've actually said that word on the podcast before schmertz no middle schmertz Uh, i remember like doing a cutaway to like Mittelschmerz. Oh my God, that's so yeah. funny. At any rate, and unbelievably horrific. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you were you were like violated. Yeah, and then I didn't have sex till twenty four. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, I'm I'm good. I I clinked my um, wedding <laughs> band before I do it. She's doing real good. I'm doing okay. Is that, are any of us doing okay? I talked to my therapist this week, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just be okay not being okay right now. Because, yeah. like, it'd be insane to be 100% okay right now. I think at any point, most people, I mean, right now, there's a lot, the, the, the ratio of okay to not okay is, yeah. is a little different than usual. But I think, like, at any time, there's a lot, a lot of good and a lot of bad in most people's lives. And that's the truth. Like, right, right now, I'm, I'm great. But I'm also not great at all. No, you you look great. You look so healthy. You've got the glow <laughs> thing going. No, that's you do sleepy red eyes. No, your your skin looks good. <laughs> oh, thank your skin you. always looked good though. Oh goodness. Yeah. Okay, so then you met your man. Yeah, and then we were married for a, like around five years when and he he was we we were both like we're probably not gonna have kids and then I just turned thirty two and I was like right now. Oh really? Right now. This happens. I don't know. It was like animalistic. Did you have any concerns um, because of the middle schmerz? I did. And I had some concerns. I had some concerns that I wouldn't get pregnant because of all of the missed periods. Like for yeah. some reason I was like, did you, oh. Were you still missing your periods later in uh, your They 20s? were always irregular. Mine are oh, still wow. pretty irregular. Right now they're probably the most regular than the, that they've ever been. Wow. And he had a vasectomy, so I'm not on any kind of like birth control or anything like that. But I probably eat, like, I, I think I'm just healthier. Not, I'm not, like, I'm a healthy weight. I don't exercise too much. Like, I just take, like, gentle walks and do gentle yoga. Yeah, so yeah. I think that my body is better with that. 
Yeah, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. also, I feel like those all the pregnancy hormones probably sort of like jostled you into like a homeostasis, maybe, where you're like your thyroid or your pituitary gland well, was sort of like my thyroid went crazy. Oh, it did. Yeah, after Moira, four months in after giving birth, like my started my hair started falling off oh, in clumps, no. and this was like when your the pregnancy hormones are leaving your body. Yes. So you some women like lose all their hair. Some lose very little hair and I was losing a bunch of hair, not all of it. And then, um, my th- thyroid went into overdrive. Oh, wow. I didn't know it at the time, but I was like losing so much weight and was really like sweating. Like Sean oh. would have to sleep in a different bed sometimes. Cause there'd be like a puddle oh. of just like my sweat in oh. the middle of the night yeah. that I had, I had hyperthyroidism, which made me depressed. Oh, it's okay. Then you get on drugs. Drugs are good for those things. But the, pre- oh, so the, the 32, okay. I wanted to get pregnant, pregnant. It took us a normal amount of time for that, but I felt like it was too long. I, I, we did get pregnant like within like six months, I would say something like that. Um, we were going to like an Oscar party at Hannah Le Payton's apartment. <laughs> and like he came back and like we had like a half an hour. And so we like did it in the living room. At from- Hannah's? No, no, no. <laughs> nothing that kinky. Like just like. Hannah's been on the podcast. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> and uh, it was just like from behind, no eye contact. And that was my daughter. <laughs> that was it. And it was like, you know, like maybe two minutes or something. You know what I mean? Like it was just like so fast. That's Moira, my That's daughter. That's Moira. Yeah. And pregnancy, how was it? It was good. The first oh, one, yeah, I did not get sick. Again, sorry, I don't remember anything. No, that's Literally great. Nothing. No, <sighs> I, I didn't. Um, I actually really loved being pregnant. I particularly loved once you like felt the kicks. I yeah. loved it. And I think maybe one of the reasons I'm just like putting this together that I loved it so much is I hated my body so much from like getting my period early yeah. and then trying to change it by running so much yeah. and like probably having some... It wasn't eating issues, but exercise issues surrounding that. Like, mm. I feel like once I, w- I like was finally taking care and nourishing my body and it was doing, it was like miraculous and feeling the baby kick was just like, yeah, I loved it so much. Yeah. And then I took like a natural childbirth class. We were, ta- oh wait, real quick. How, yeah. do you know how many months you were when you started feeling kicks? I'm going to say like, it really started coming in at like five months, something like yeah. that. That's they say twenty weeks, so that would be five exactly. Yeah, and uh, but like it got really strong, probably like month seven. I would say is like when I would uh, see like a full foot, and I'd oh. be like, "Whoa!" Oh. Some people get grossed out, but I was like, "That's so cool." There's like a human. You could see it, and there's a human's foot inside me, and it's and I know that's like like other people could see it too. It's not just you. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I just I remember the sensation. It was so oh, sorry. It was so. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just to take it off. No, no. <laughs> I feel like that's bad luck. It's not. It's not bad luck. I don't know. No. I'm taking no. off my ring because it's making too much noise. Um, <laughs> it's like not a big ring, too. That's the funny thing. <laughs> huge. It's just huge. It's like, so I loved that. That I thought my mom had, I think you sometimes get in your head what your friends and your mom, the, their birth stories kind of affect what you think your birth story is going to be like. For perhaps. sure. So... Um, a close friend at the time had like a home birth uh-huh. and I was like in Los Feliz where you are right now, like yeah. silver, like you like a lot of people like go for like the home birth or the, like the no drugs or my mom had no drugs with all three of us. Yeah. So I was like, well, duh, I have a pretty good threshold for pain. Like I, I don't have, <laughs> I have like no threshold for pain. I didn't know that at the time. And I wanted m- the, my my biggest nightmare for some reason was to get a C-section. Yeah. I thought the recovery could be really bad. I heard that you don't bond as much with your baby. I was mm-hmm. told all of these things. Um, and if you want to avoid a C-section, there are all of these interventions you're supposed to, like, forego or try to avoid. Like, when your water breaks, take your time going to the hospital. Or when you go into labor, like, take your time going in. Because mm-hmm. you're more relaxed at home. Like, try to avoid Pitocin because people who go on Pitocin statistically are more likely to have C-sections, those things. So all of those things happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't have to go into my whole birth story, but it was like... Well, you can. I didn't sleep. Okay, it was like... <laughs> I went into the hospital. My water, like, burst. It didn't just, like, trickle. Uh, when you were out, like, out and about or at the hospital? At home. Middle of the night. Oh. Um, it was, like, 
the anniversary of Kennedy's shooting or something like that. I just remember because I was reading the Stephen King book on that and and I just eaten some chicken noodle soup. I don't remember. I don't know why. But Sean, once I went into like the water burst, Sean went into work to get his like work so he could. Oh, that's right. But wait, so were you in bed or you were, you were walking around? I was in bed and I like, I thought, oh shit. And I didn't, I I wasn't having any contractions that I could notice, like really Mm -hmm. that I could notice. So I call my brother-in-law who's an OBGYN Mm -hmm. and then I call my doctor because I knew my doctor was going to say go to the hospital but I'm like do I really have to and he's like you absolutely do if you're like water if you're losing that much water you just need to go in in case you need more fluids or if the baby's in distress or you know there could be an infection yeah so I call Sean who has gone to Santa Monica we're in Los Feliz he's and that's boring it's like the the Californians on SNL where they just talk about like routes to go <laughs> but like that's a really far distance yes it's a very and far so but um, why did he go there oh to, to pack get, his stuff up so he could work at the he hospital? could work at the hospital yeah 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 fucking dick face and so he like <laughs> so um he finally gets home we get to the hospital and I go into triage and they're like, yes, your water burst, but you are like not dilated at all. Uh-huh. You're not close to being in labor. How far along are you? I'm zero. No, I mean, how many weeks? Oh, <laughs> uh, 39. Okay. So it's per- perfect timing, full full term. The, but the nurses were lovely and they were totally supportive of me, like trying to go into labor on my own. So I was like running around the hallways. Mm-hmm. But like attached to like my device, like right. this monitoring An IV? me. Oh, a monitor. Okay. They just had to put the, like the port in. Right. And then I was going around trying to get into labor and doing squats. Yeah. And after twenty four hours or something around that, <gasps> and I'm being checked on occasionally by my OBGYN. I, my doctor comes in. I'm still zero centimeters. Oh my gosh. Like they and they're like high and tight. What was the other thing? They do centimeters and then the other high and tight. Oh, is it uh, effaced? I was not effaced at all I either. St- I don't know what that word means. They just kept on saying like high and tight, up. and I'm like, what did the fuck? Does it sounds like a ponytail. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Nice. It was tight vagina. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have a very tight vagina. <laughs> well, high and tight means zero effaced and zero dilated. Effacement. As the baby's head drops down into the pelvis, it pushes against the cervix. This causes the cervix to relax and thin out, or efface. Effacement is described as a percentage. For example, if your cervix is not effaced at all, it is 0% effaced. If the cervix has completely thinned, it is 100% effaced. Dilation. After the cervix begins to efface, it will start to open. This is called cervical dilation. Cervical dilation is described in centimeters from 0 to 10. At 0, the cervix is closed. At 10, it's completely dilated. Your cervix must be completely dilated before you can start the pushing stage. High and tight. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. At this point, like, Sean slept. He's had meals. I haven't had anything to eat other than, like, popsicles. And, like, I've stayed up for, like, 24 hours. I don't remember why people don't eat. Because it's, like, because of the pain medication. Because you might throw up and then there's a chance you could like choke on it so it all comes down to like are you on pain meds yet i am not on pain meds yet but at any point like something could go wrong and they have to like administer them so they just like do not let you to eat eat anything that's another reason that if everything's progressing normally like it's it is really good advice to stay home in a comfortable setting and like have a sandwich like (laughs) have half a glass of wine at that point you're not hurting your baby just like just for whatever, like light candles, take a bath, whatever relaxes you, yeah. just do it. Um, cause like hospitals, like who, who's comfortable in a hospital? Like it's just not comfortable. Doctors, so, doctors, <laughs> but probably not even them for labor. Right. No, I don't know. Um, so cause it's all about like relaxing your body and you're not relaxed. You're like high and tight, like my vagina. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> they give me the Pitocin and they give it in like, 
it, 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 like it's inducing the pregnancy. So they're like trying to give you these, um, what are, oh my God. Contractions? Contractions. <laughs> that's the word. Jesus. Um, and, but the contractions, like there's not as much space between them that there would be naturally. They're, they they're start, more frequent. They're more frequent. <laughs> I'm going to paraphrase everything you yeah, say. Yeah, she's going to translate into English because I can't speak English. <laughs> You're doing a great no, job. No, I'm not. And then, um, <laughs> and then the, the magnitude, like it's really, really crazy, okay. really fast. So I'm on that for like, I guess maybe 12 hours or something like that. <gasps> and at this point they're like, we have to get the baby, like hospital protocol. If your water is like that low, I mean, is that you, you lost that much water. We're going to have to do a C-section. Is it a certain amount of hours? It was like an hour thing. Cause they just go like based think, on, is it tw- in like 36 or something? I got to go beyond that. She was wow. nice with me because they kept on checking the baby's vitals. They checked on my vitals and both of us were doing great. Yeah. Just nothing was happening. Okay. They did a balloon somewhere in here. I can't remember. Like, it's all foggy because I was up the whole time. Gotcha. I get to four and a half centimeters through the balloon and then nothing else. Wow. So eventually around the 48 hour mark, they're like (gasps) C-section. And then it happened so fast. And I was so sad. Yeah. Because I had all these expectations of what a birth should look like and nothing's going right. Yeah. And they give me the spinal or the epidural. Like, um, and then I get whisked into the you know, operating room. And then I had my daughter. And she was like <laughs> nine pounds and perfect and like no distress. And all of those expectations just like went out the fucking window. Oh, once you felt I, okay after? Yes. Oh, I good. felt okay om- almost immediately. Oh, good. Like I had a catheter. Yeah, I had to pee like from a... Like, I don't... I couldn't pee for a couple days or whatever. Oh. But like... Who cares? Like, yeah. I was just so excited. So yeah. that was my only, like, the only lesson that I wish I could carry more into my, like, everyday life is to not have as many expect- expectations. Yes. I've um, learned that on, yeah, my, oh on my journey to, to yeah. this point. If anything, that's what I've learned from this. That's where the suffering comes from, you know? Because mm-hmm. these just, like... Yes. But I was so lucky, and she was so healthy and yeah. so big. And, like, she got, like... They also told me that, like, C-section kids have a harder time breastfeeding. And, like, Moira chomped on that breast, like, immediately. <laughs> she knew how to feed herself. And she was so perfect. Oh. And um, and then with Jack, like, we didn't... I thought it would take me six months to a year to get pregnant, and I was lucky. Like, yeah. we just tried tried once oh my gosh and that was so lucky and then he just a scheduled c-section because like why not you know right at that point you were you were done with those expectations well and i already like ruined my lower abdomen you know yeah and it's fine actually and they can uh, there can be more complications but people Mm -hmm. do it and that's great too (laughs) yeah yeah everything you can everything everything you do everyone is wonderful that's i think that's another thing too is like everything you do breastfeeding versus not breastfeeding Mm -hmm. like their milk you don't know if your milk ducts like are gonna most people's work but some people's get clogged constantly and then you get like mastitis like or mastitis or what mastitis sounds right also every kid is different like moira loved breastfeeding jack was like once he, I went, I had to work and like, he had a bottle. He's like, yeah, no, no more boobs. This bottle. Is, yeah. I like this stuff. I like it's faster. Yeah. You know? So what were you pumping or was that formula? Oh my God. Pumping is the goddamn worst. Like it's fine if you have to, but it's just like, it's not fun. Yeah. So, um, but I don't judge anyone who does it. Like some people probably are fine with it. Just for me, it was like being milked. You are being milked. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is strange. Like anyone who wants to do a, a natural birth or like drugs, like just do what is right for you. Yeah. It's all hard. Life's hard. Why care about that? <laughs> Get Trump out of the White House. Oh. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to talk about Trump. I know, I know. And but I did. you did and I yeah, don't yeah. mind. I don't mind. I got a review on iTunes that said, I'm done with this left wing show, Trump 2020. And she gave me a one. Oh. Sorry, everyone. Well, you know, <laughs> I I just like... I'm. I, COVID, whatever. There's just like so many bigger things than like judging another woman for not breastfeeding or breastfeeding. Oh, like, God. Who cares? God, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're drinking alcohol all the time or smoking cigarettes <laughs> while you're pregnant, I might judge you a little. Yeah, right. But my grandma Sullivan did that seven babies. Sure. You know? My mom did it, I think, maybe for the first one, but he had heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did she smoke the whole time? I can't remember. I'll have to call her right now. Hi. Well, I, did I just did I just hear Sophie's voice? Hi, Sophie. <laughs> what are you doing, Mom? I'm actually recording because I have a question for you, real quick. Yes. Did you smoke during Adam's pregnancy? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Is it okay that I mention that on the podcast? Well, it's the truth, and um. I, when he was very young, he was a baby, and I was diapering him, and I had to change him, and I had a cigarette in my mouth. And Daddy said, look at you. And I'm like, oh, I realized what I was doing, and I stopped. But you smoked uh, while you were pregnant, though, right? I did. I did indeed. Do you think that had anything to do with his heart problem? I, I certainly don't know the answer to that. I think it's very likely he... Having an x-ray once a month, body, full body x-ray, every month for a couple of years when I was little had a lot more to do with any kind of prenatal defect. Why were you having children. full body x-rays when you were little? Because my mama had TB and she was sent away with tuberculosis. And I slept in the same room with her um, and initially, so... They kept thinking I was going to get TB. Oh. So I did have... So in those days, they didn't use lead aprons or anything like that. I know that my eggies were probably annoyed. Well, yeah. but you had four other kids that didn't have big problems. Robin had a prenatal defect. What did he have? Um, he had a... Um, Ro- he had rocks in his a- brain. <laughs> No, he had a t- he had a tumor. Sorry, um, we all. Ex- <laughs> Sorry, it was external to the skull, but it was indeed. Ren had fused teeth in the front. He did. Yes, his all his baby teeth were uh, fused, and he never got a fourth adult tooth in the front. I think he only has three. Uh, you know, the bottom four. I believe he only has three. Oh wow! Four. Yes. What's my defect? You can't read. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> you can't audition with a cold script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you did have, you did end up having some postpartum depression, did you? Yeah. Not? So yeah, yeah, and that was surprising because again, I I had heard people getting postpartum depression kind of closer to the actual birth. And uh-huh. I hadn't heard about people getting it later, but I think you can get like, some people get it. There's so many factors yeah. like hormones, your life completely changes like in a lot of really amazing good ways, but it does change and it's adjusting to those changes. Hey folks, I just wanted to give you a little heads up, a little mental health trigger warning that we're going to, the subject of suicide and suicidal ideations comes up and in and out of conversation for the next uh, seven or eight minutes. So if you want to skip it, go right ahead uh, to 54 minutes and 15 seconds. The sleep deprivation is no joke. Not helpful. So it all amplifies everything. And for my my thing, it was my thyroid, and I didn't realize it. Oh. But like hyperthyroidism can give you a lot of anxiety because you're, like, you're, you're, you're just uh-huh. kind of going at hyperspeed, you know? Sure. So I couldn't sleep. I was losing all this weight. Like, by the way, like, I look great. <laughs> Isn't that the best? Yeah, it's when like, you you're like, your I was worst. like, yeah, I was like, oh, I looked, I'm so much better when I have a little chub. I'm um, so hot when I have my stomach problems. <laughs> stomach problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fit into everything. Um, it's so sick. And then, uh, <laughs> then I like started having some suicidal thoughts. I never had any thoughts to like harm Moira. But my thoughts were more like, she'll have a better life without me. Oh my goodness! Like it just makes sense. And then, and then, and how long after your her birth was this? Four months. Wow, between okay. four and five. I'd months. I never really realized that postpartum could take a while to kick in. I either. didn't know that either. Yeah. and I heard that it can. So you that's know? really good to know. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and and it went from she'd be better without me to like I was planning the suicide. Oh no! And how I w- I wanted. 
you know, Sean, like Sean to be out of the house, but then to come home soon so that I would, he'd find me right away and Moira would be okay. And like, I was just like, it was just like, and I was like, oh, I, you know, like, I don't want to do Tylenol because I don't want brain damage. So I'm really going to have to like, I I think I was like down to like slitting my wrists and I I don't know. It was like in the tub and I wanted, no, I didn't want to mess. It was this whole thing, but I should be in clothes when they find me. It was like all this stuff. It was crazy. And at the same time I was thinking this, I was like, another part of my brain was like, you need help. Right. You just need help. So then I'd been kind of carrying these thoughts with me on and off for like three weeks. Had you shared anything with anyone? No. Wow. And then. But when I was like starting to plan it, yeah, and it was causing me such happiness to kick, to plan it. Oh no! Which I was this like, conversation is actually scary to me. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's no, okay. But there was this, but I hope there's this I'm other gonna... part of your brain that kind of can, if you listen to it. Yes, it kind of came in and saved me. And then, then I reached out. I reached out to a, a Sean and a friend and my old therapist at the time, and they were all like we will drive you to the hospital. We'll do whatever yeah. we need to do. Yeah. We'll do it right now. Yeah. So I got help immediately. Okay. And I saw a psychologist who then put me on antidepressants immediately, but I explained my other symptoms to her and she's like, you need a doctor. And I don't know if I must've gone to like an endocrinologist or something mm-hmm. like that, but I can't even remember, but I got put on thyroid medicine and that like got, fixed immediately but I was like I'd heard of women getting hypothyroidism I think that's actually pretty common after giving birth mm. hyperthyroidism isn't isn't as common so wow. my body just like was out of whack so actually having that diagnosis along with that somehow like made it clearer in my head I wasn't judging myself I was like oh I'm sick right now yeah. like I need help but I, I, would, I just, anyone out there who's like going through something like that, that like that is also a really valid illness just to be unwell and just to feel that particularly right now, like there's help. If only uh, there was like a test you could take to see if you're clinically depressed or to, you know what I mean? I to validate it. But it is like, it is a, no, it, I it mean, is valid. It's it, valid. And, and, um, going back to like it's okay to not be okay it's it's a chemical imbalance and it's you're you're not balanced when you have a baby it's beautiful it's wonderful Mm. all of those things but also it's a total change your hormones change like all the time like losing hair like it's insane so it also affects your brain you know and it's really normal yeah and most people don't get it that bad or bad is not the judgment like that strong or something but um everyone nobody judged me for that and like then I was fine and then I was just on drugs (laughs) (laughs) that's fine yeah now when when you got pregnant with Jack did you have a fear that it was going to happen again I already filled the prescription (laughs) like I had tapered myself off those drugs which I with help so don't ever like do that without help that you were on do you remember Zoloft okay Mm mm-hmm I just had my doctor already have a prescription ready at home so that anytime my brain started going to that, it, it starts with like, for me, it was, um, I got kind of like easily angered, not at the kids, but like at Sean or the world or like a person littering on the street. Mm-hmm. Like I just got like really just like, I wouldn't like confront them necessarily, but I would just be like really angry. Mm. And then that led to like depression. I don't mm. know. So it was a very weird postpartum kind of ragey depression that then led to like suicidal oh. ideations or whatever. And then, uh, but it didn't get as bad with Jack because I had help and I was I already had a therapist. I just had a game plan. I was like, I'm. So you didn't end up going back on the. Oh yeah. I went on the drugs. And then like, honestly, I just recently went off of it <laughs> with a doctor's help because having two was, it's like how I coped for a while, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. And some people need it for the rest of their lives, and that's totally fine, too. Yeah. So, Hey, folks. I've always wanted to do an episode about mental health and pregnancy and taking psychotropic medications during pregnancy, but I'm not sure if I know anybody personally who has done that. So if you have feelings about it, or if you maybe if you know a psychiatrist that could talk to me, oh, I would love that. Anyway, if you have any suggestions, send me an email, spermcast at gmail.com. Well, that's really... Um, 
Really interesting. I didn't know that you were going through that much. I, I have zero memory, but I'm pretty sure I mean, you probably told us that you had some postpartum. I, I but. think so. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm sharing stories of like my uterus and like <laughs> fluids coming out of me, but like, I'm not like, even with my friends, I'm not, I don't tell everything, you know? Aww. Yeah, I guess not. I guess maybe part of me might have been ashamed. I'm not sure. I think I, I I was cool saying that I was depressed, but like talking about the plan, like the actual insanity, yeah. that was what kind of brought me out of it was just the insanity of the plan. Like I was like, oh, this is insane. I'm yeah. an insane person right yeah, now. Yeah, you were able to, I like that how you put it, like there was a different part of your brain that was like, this isn't okay. We need to get help. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, listen to that. We're kind of like taught not to listen to that as women, I guess as people in general, like not to like listen to what our gut's telling us, but you yeah. know, sometimes it knows. Whew, thank goodness. I know. For that little extra part of your brain. I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm good now. Yeah. You know? And did your thyroid stuff come back or did no. you, did you stay no, on no, a no, drug? No, 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 no. That's good. No, there was no rapid weight loss the second time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like gradual, which I was totally fine with though. Cause I was like healthy. So yeah, it was all you good. You look fabulous. You really Aww, do. Thanks. Yeah, I, you look fabulous. Thanks. You do. You look glowing. Like you can't see her right now, everyone. But like it's glowing, <laughs> and it is. I hot. showed her my stomach. What do you think? It looks great. Does, does it look like I'm showing, or is it look like my old belly? <laughs> Wait, how many weeks now? Sixteen today, baby. Oh my god! Yeah, you're showing. <laughs> But it's like a little showing. You could still hide it if you needed to. Like if I you think were I could like still button my pants if I needed to. Yeah, I haven't tried though. <laughs> COVID. There's no reason to oh, put on no. normal pants. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I, well now let's see. Oh, yeah, that's a good timing, Anne. Okay. It's, we did this a great was so job. Nice. I'm going to miss you. Wasn't this so much better than um, doing it over the phone with the crackly it voice? It was nice to see you before you leave. It was and really I haven't nice seen like see anyone, so it's lovely to see you, and I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you so you much, Anne. Your compression, like my the compression, compression socks, socks, it just looks beautiful. Yeah. Stay and you know touch. what? Yeah. Rain. <laughs> Rain, 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 rain. Next time I see you, next time I see you, it's gonna be raining in the summer from my tear ducts. <laughs> raining from my tear ducts, also from my vagina. <laughs> I'm just going back. I talked about a lot of fluids coming out of my vagina. That's what it is. Orifices and, and fluids and yeah. rain. And rain. 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 Feel it on my fingertips. Feel it on my fingertips. What's that song? What? I don't think. Th- is that a song? <laughs> Let me feel that. Rain. I'm coming down like rain. I don't know. <laughs> it might even be Madonna. Oh. Okay. It's probably not, though. Yeah. She's, Shit. I don't but know. But now I have a song to fade out to. That's it for the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for doing this with me. And for repeating the interview, oh my goodness, and I'm sorry again, I didn't remember everything, but it was so great to hear everything for a second time, and now I'll never forget again. Listeners, if you want to follow Anne on Instagram, she didn't tell me if she wants people to do that or not, but she does have an Instagram. It's Anne, A-N-N-E, another E, and then Greg, Anne E. Greg. Anyway, want to subscribe to the Patreon? Go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast, and you'll have lots of exclusive content to dig into for the rest of your life patreon.com forward slash spermcast want to support the podcast with your money but don't want to do the whole subscription thing you can always just give money at venmo my uh screen name is molly hyphen hockey another way to support the podcast is to rate and review you crazy person if you haven't done that yet if you have thank you so much you're so sweet i love it so much rate and review subscribe tell your friends to listen send them a text give them an episode that you love be like yo you gotta listen to this podcast you're gonna love it fertility consultations i'm here if you need an ear email me at spermcast at gmail.com with any questions email in general is the best way to reach me again it's spermcast at gmail.com but you can also find me on twitter instagram and facebook at spermcast and you can also leave a voicemail or text me at 323-741-1818 
And oh my gosh, the deadline for registering to vote is coming up in so many places right this minute. I hope you're registered to vote because early voting starts soon and you could get out there and be doing that. Or you could do your mail-in ballot. There's so many things that you could be doing. I mean, you could be text banking and phone banking. If you want to do that with me, just send me a message. You can join my Zooms when I do it with other people. It's so fun. Anyway, I love you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next week at week 17. Bye-bye. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay to straight, black to white, tiny ass with an underbite, I just need sperm, sperm cast. An Erios production. Powered by Acast. 